Welcome back, MTN Nets Podcast. Had to react to this one. I mean, just reacted last game on, uh, what was that, Wednesday against the Hornets when they blew that game they should not have lost. What day is it? Friday? Saturday? I don't even know. It's Saturday, so maybe that was Thursday. Whatever. Whenever they lost to the Hornets, we reacted to that. I was not happy at all. They should have won that game, played no defense. Came out tonight and looked much better. Now, unfortunately, I missed the first quarter. I was out doing the Christmas shopping with the girlfriend, so I missed, like, pretty much a quarter and maybe a couple minutes in the second quarter but I saw most of the game unfortunately I missed the part where Mikael Bridges like went off and had what do you have like 22 23 in the first quarter maybe more so um he finished the game with what he finished with 45 42 so 42 points from Mikael Bridges um three points off from a career high he almost got it but um great to see this bounce back win especially with um Dorian Finney-Smith out of this game I think it was some type of foot soreness and something else. So that came out this morning and he was ruled out. So, um, of course, that's a big loss for the Nets, but they found a way to get this win. I know the Magic were coming off a back to back, but it's crazy. So the Magic have, you know, they were on this nine game win streak. The last time the Magic lost was against the Nets. It was back in like mid November. I think it was like November 12th or something. I just tweeted this out before, so I should remember. But, um, and of course, their next loss was this game. So the Nets have beat the Magic in their last two matchups. And, you know, some of those Magic wins on that streak were kind of like Mickey Mouse ish, right? They beat the, um, they beat the Bulls twice. They just beat Washington twice in a row. But they also had wins against Boston. They had a win against Denver. So, like, they played some horrible teams and some, like, top two teams in the league. So, you know, it's a pretty legitimate streak. And the Magic are a pretty good team, it seems like. But I think playing on a back-to-back really took a toll on them in the fourth quarter. They made their run in the third quarter. I thought for a minute that it was going to be a close game throughout. Um, I think with about two, three minutes left in the third quarter, they cut it to like a nine or ten point game. And then Spencer Dinwiddie started cooking Joe Ingles and the Nets got it back to like 14 at the end of three. And they came out in the fourth quarter, dominated. The Nets outscored the Magic 31-16 in the fourth quarter. I think that happened last time they played too. I think the last time the Nets played the Magic, the Nets outscored them like 28-14 to in the fourth quarter. So kind of a similar-ish game here. This was the largest margin of uh, victory for the Nets this year. I think it was 20 before this, and it was actually against the Magic in that game as well. But they win this one by 28-129 to 101. The Nets go to 10-9 and nine on the season now. So, yeah, I mean, look, they probably should have won last game. It should definitely be 11-8, and eight, but it is what it is. So two more games left until they hit this long road trip. They play the Hawks on Wednesday, so they have three days off. That's nice. Play the Hawks, and then I think on that Friday, they play the uh, Washington Wizards at home. So, you know, they should win that Wizards game, no doubt, but sometimes this team does not win games when they're supposed to, as we saw against the Hornets. But at Atlanta scares me because I think the last couple times we've played there, it's been a depressing loss. There was the OT loss um, last year in Atlanta. And then, of course, the recent one where Mikel Bridges and Trey Young have gone back and forth. That might have been overtime, too. I think it was. Yeah, so the Nets lost that one in a heartbreaker as well. So hopefully we can get Atlanta this time. And that's pretty important for standings. I feel like the Nets and Hawks are pretty similar-ish when it comes to maybe like their outlook on the season so we'll see if the Nets can take care of business Wednesday as for tonight though pretty interesting game here so we'll start with Cam Johnson 30 minutes he was three of six from three seven rebounds three assists 14 points I thought he tweaked his hamstring at the end of the game but I think he was fine he grabbed at something 
was a bit slow to get up, but I think he's all right. Dennis Smith Jr. tried to take him out. I don't know if you guys saw this on the broadcast or not. It was funny as hell. So Cam Johnson had a breakaway layup, you know, tossed the pass up to him. He finished, and he, for some reason, fell over. He lost his balance. And I think Dennis Smith Jr. came to help him up. He was running towards him, and I think – I'm pretty sure Dennis Smith Jr. slipped in water and he like fell into Cam Johnson, making it even worse. But luckily he was fine. But just the camera angle, it was just funny how it looked. Uh, Mikel Bridges, probably his best game of the year. I mean, maybe that Hawks game I was talking about when he had another 40-something point game. He played 35 minutes tonight. Could have played a bit more. They took him out a little bit early, I think around like the three-minute mark or so. They let the rest of the starters finish out for the most part, but um, Bridges went 12 of 20 overall, 3 of 6 from 3, 15 of 18 at the line. I think both of those are career highs. I think 18 free throw attempts is a career high, and I think 15 free throws made is also a career high for Mikel Bridges, who did a good job of attacking tonight, got some matchups he likes, and you know whether it was Mo Wagner or... Joe Ingles, whoever, like they kept attacking those guys and it was working, kept getting to the line. They got Jalen Suggs in foul trouble as well. That was mostly thanks to Dinwiddie. Um, but for Mikel Bridges, five rebounds, three assists, had three blocks. That's always nice. There was a really nice play, speaking of a block, really nice play in the, uh, was it second or third quarter? I forget when this was now. But anyway, so um, Paolo Bancaro was trying to drive on Mikel Bridges on the right block. And Bridges timed it perfectly, got a block, and Cam Thomas had the ball. They were dribbling up in transition. Cam made a really nice, like, you know, telegraphed a nice pass with anticipation to Mikel Bridges right between two defenders. And Mikel Bridges had an N1. So a great block on one end and an N1 on the other end. So just making plays on both ends there by Mikel Bridges. Overall, a great game. And hopefully we see more of this going forward. Um, we know Mikel's had his ups and downs this year, but I think recently he's been looking much better. He was a plus 26 tonight, led the entire team. So great to see there. Nick Claxton, a, a frustrating game, 24 minutes, only three of four. Got a lot of foul trouble early. Um, I think when he got his fourth foul, he was pissed. He didn't want to come out. You can tell he was at the free throw line, just like not even looking at the scores table. And I think it took him about like 10 seconds to get out the game and, you know, because it, it, Dayron Sharp just sat. Like, he literally just came out the game. I think Claxton fouled on, like, the first play. So they brought Dayron back in the game. And, you know, it made sense. But I, I get it from Claxton's perspective. You're frustrated. I do think that last foul he had was just not really worth calling. So, um, but seven rebounds for Claxton. Had one assist. He did have one block. Did have one turnover. Of course, had the four fouls. He was a plus three. So, you know, not one of his better games, but... Still, I kind of feel bad. I wish he played more. He's had a couple games this year where he's had some bad foul trouble. There was this game. There was one a couple weeks ago. He kept getting in foul trouble. Might have been one of those games on a Sunday, I think. But, yeah, it was just not his night for the most part. Dinwiddie played pretty well. 35 minutes, 8 of 15 total. 3 of 7 from downtown. 3 of 4 at the line. He definitely got into it a bit with Jalen Suggs. They were going at it at one point in the third quarter. Um, Suggs committed somewhat of a hard foul on Dinwiddie. Um, Dinwiddie got by him, and you know he kind of pushed him from behind. I don't think it started anything, but Dinwiddie was definitely pissed off. He got a technical foul because that's what he does, but he, he believes he got hit on a three-pointer. He thinks he got hit on the head. They didn't show a replay, so I have no idea if he even got hit or not, but I'm assuming he did. But uh, he got teed up, so we see that all the time. 
Uh, four rebounds, three assists, two turnovers for Dinwiddie, but uh, he was a plus 21, definitely a positive. He was big towards the end of that third quarter. Once again, when the Magic were trying to make that run and close the gap, Dinwiddie really stepped up and just kept attacking the basket. I think he made a three to put them up by 14, so he made some big shots in this game, definitely. Cam Thomas, inefficient night. There was J.J. Redick in the crowd. He was probably trying to impress J.J., but uh, unfortunate there. But Cam Thomas was 7 of 23. Played 38 minutes. So, so much for that freaking minutes restriction, right? We could have won last game if it wasn't for that. 38 minutes, I think that's most on the team, right? Yeah. I think Mikel was second with 35. Didn't when he had 35. So 38 minutes for Cam Thomas, team high. I do love seeing that. He was back in the starting lineup. Some of that, of course, may have been, may have been because of DFS being out. But Cam was 7 of 23 total. Missed some short uh, shots towards the end that he probably should have made. But he was 4 of 9 from 3. Made his last three-pointer. He had seven rebounds, five assists. I think Cam had one really nice pass to Dayron. Cam did his typical drive with the left hand, take that big step back. The defender came at him, and I think the guy in the paint kind of came at him too. He did a little pass towards the baseline to, I think, Dayron Sharp, who I think it led to a foul. So I think Dayron got fouled, made one of his two foul shots, but a good like playmaking type play there for Cam Thomas. And by the way, I mentioned J.J. Redick, like, go listen to that podcast. It was good. Like, Cam Thomas was on there. He was very transparent. They talked about, you know, the frustrations of coming off the bench early in his career, playing with the big three and learning from those guys and you know, just a lot of stuff with the current Nets roster and what his expectations are as a player, what his goals are. So uh, I think it's worth listening to for sure. But anyway, Royce O'Neal, 26 minutes, only took three shots. He was one of three. Royce did make one from way deep, but I think it was after a timeout was called. Like it was one of those things where they threw the ball to Royce O'Neal over half court, Jacques Vaughn called timeout, and Royce was like, he just shot it. And of course it went in. But, uh, you know, Royce was pretty effective. He played really nice defense on a couple possessions. There was one play, I think it was Bancaro was trying to drive, or it might have been, it might have been Wagner, Franz Wagner. I forget who it was now, but um but Royce O'Neill just ripped the ball from him and it and it started a fast break. So like he made some nice plays defensively. Once again, only three shots, so not much there offensively, but six rebounds, seven assists is nice for a guy like Royce O'Neill. You'll take that. He was a plus 24, so he missed last game versus the Hornets. He comes back tonight, makes a good impact. Trenton Watford didn't play much, seven minutes. I think most of that was in the first half. I didn't even see him play, I feel like. So I saw him play at the end. He made a floater. I think that was the last bucket for the Nets. Or I think he made an N one at the end, too. I forget now. But Watford had some nice minutes like in garbage time at the end. But uh, seven points, he was a plus six. Did have four rebounds as well. Dayron Sharp continues to impress. He made some really nice plays. Um, had a great spin move on Mo Wagner. Like, I have never seen this type of move from Dayron Sharp. I did not know he had this in his bag. Made a great spin move. Got the N1. So, uh, yeah, Dayron's been impressive. He had a really good block on Franz Wagner, too. It looked like Wagner had a step on him. And it just felt like... Either he was going to get beat or he was timing this play up correctly. I couldn't tell what it was. And what do you know? He times it up correctly. He just jumps out of his shoes and he blocked it off the backboard like LeBron versus Iguodala. So um, Dayron's had some really nice minutes lately. I got to be honest. He's been great. So six rebounds for him. He had two assists. He did have one block, as I mentioned. Plus 21 for Dayron Sharp. 
And, you know, especially in moments when Nick Claxton has foul trouble, like he is so useful for this team. So if he gives them consistent minutes, that's great. Um, Claxton and Sharp had 24 minutes each. So that equals 48, right? So you play one one of those guys at once and makes a lot of sense there. But we'll see if um, we'll see if Dayron starts to eat into Claxton's minutes more. I don't think he will, but I feel like Dayron is more of like, I feel like Jock Vaughn's a big Dayron fan, so maybe he does cut into Claxton's minutes. I don't know. I don't think Jock Vaughn was thrilled with Claxton tonight, I'm sure, but we'll see what happens going forward. Dennis Smith Jr. made his return to the lineup. I wasn't really checking the actives and inactives tonight. Like I saw DFS was out. That's all I really saw. I didn't even notice that Dennis Smith Jr. was back, so I just turned on the game and he was there. I was like, oh, all right, cool. I guess he's back. So Dennis Smith Jr. played 21 minutes, 5 of 10 from the field, missed all three of his three-point shots, and they were not even close, man. But anyway, had 11 rebounds, one offensive board, had six assists, two steals. He did miss that dunk, of course, but uh, 10 points for him, a plus 18 overall. He played some nice defense as well. I think he got a steal on somebody, right? Didn't he? He had two steals. Yeah, so I'm definitely remembering that correctly. He played some nice defense. Um, You know, Smith is like a guy who, for the most part, is pretty inconsistent. But when he has these type of nights, like, he's very useful. I feel like he was a big piece of this victory tonight. Um, As I always say, I wish he was a better shooter. But the defense was good. The rebounding was great. The assists were good. The steals were good. So he was a positive tonight. I just wish he would make these damn jump shots more consistently. But um, he did have a nice drive to the basket. I think he had an and one in this game as well. So Dennis Smith Jr., a nice game for him in his first game back in a while. Um, As I mentioned, DFS didn't play. Harry Giles didn't play. And Lonnie Walker, I think, has a hamstring strain. So that sucks. I hope it's not, like, long-term. But, um... As I mentioned, the Nets have three days off. I mean, a hamstring strain sounds bad, you know? And I I did remember talking about this. I remember saying to you guys last video against the Hornets where it looked like Lonnie Walker kind of hurt himself with his hamstring. He was grabbing at it, but he didn't come out right away, so I don't know why. But I guess it wasn't that bad, but, you know, hopefully it's not like a James Harden thing where it, like, affects your entire career. But um, they're being smart about it, so that's definitely good. Hopefully he's back as soon as possible. Speaking of uh, being back as soon as possible, a guy we probably won't see for a while is Ben Simmons. So the Nets released some news about Ben Simmons today. Um, I mentioned this last time I talked to you guys. They were saving a quote for Saturday. And pretty much my exact words were, if they're holding out for Saturday and waiting that long to bring out the news, it's probably not going to be good. And what do you know? It wasn't very good. So um, I'm going to try and find the full quote for you guys and, and talk about what exactly they said. But basically, Simmons had another epidural. Kind of reminds me of the 2022 season when they were trying to rush Ben back for that uh, Celtics playoff series. But just a shame. You know, some people are saying on the timeline that he should retire. I don't know if he will, but it just feels like one of those things that I don't know if it's going to get fixed or not. Like, he had the surgery in the offseason. He came in the first, you know, few games of this year looking good, first five, six, seven games, whatever it was. And Ben Simmons definitely looked better. But unfortunately, like he just cannot escape this back injury. It's something that's gonna that just keeps affecting him. And uh, by the way, Noah Eagle tonight, he was good on the broadcast. It was his first Nets broadcast game, so we heard a bit of him during the Hornets game. But this was like Noah Eagle's first actual game as the uh, announcer. I thought he did a good job. There were some good calls in there. I'm trying to think which ones he was talking about. Um, I think he called Dayron Sharp a bully in the sandbox. That was funny. He had one other funny pun at the end of the game. So, yeah, Noah Eagle, 
definitely like his dad. There's a lot of similarities there. Doesn't sound exactly like him, but you can you can tell there's a lot of similarities there. Anyway, the Ben Simmons quote, I'm trying to find it on the Nets Twitter page. Um, I think it's on the TV screen. I'll just read it from there. So anyway, Nets Public Relations, as part of his planned rehab, Ben Simmons received an epidural injection to aid the overall recovery in his lower back and continues to improve. Simmons will continue with treatment and strengthening exercises while gradually increasing basketball activity. His status next his status will be next updated in approximately 2 weeks. So we're not seeing this guy until 2024 minimum. Like he ain't coming back until at least after the new year. It sucks. Like I really was hoping this year that Ben Simmons would come in and you know look great which he somewhat did and at first it wasn't really working in the scoring category but you know it just seems like this is something he can't get away from it's a shame and I'm still pissed that Sean Marks traded for damaged goods because as you guys know when the Nets traded for Ben Simmons he was hurt like I don't think Ben Simmons did anything new with the Nets that further injured his back like I think he was just effed up his back was effed up when he first came here from Philly so I don't even know why that trade was made but it's unfortunate, and you can't go back. So Ben is a um, expiring contract next season. So I do think if the Nets want to get off of him in the summer, it's possible. But at the same time, you may have to attach a draft pick to do it or something. Like, I don't think Ben Simmons has any value anymore. I really don't. Like, maybe he did in this past offseason. But at this point, this is like back to back to back three years in a row where the man has really been hampered by back injuries. He's in his mid-20s. He was 25 when this happened. He's now 27. So it's just a shame. You know, he makes $40 million next year, and he's not worth anywhere near that. So it just sucks. But we'll see what happens. Um, we'll see if he, in fact, does retire. I have not seen anybody like, you know, nobody that's like a, a, a big news person or something say that. But I've seen some, like, Nets accounts kind of say, like, he should retire. We'll see if it happens. But you know, at this point, like they say epidurals or something they get, they make your body worse in the future. I don't know. I don't know about this stuff, but, um, at some point he has to, he being Ben Simmons has to make the best decision for his long-term health. So it just sucks how it turns out. I was hoping that this year would be different, but it is what it is. Um, team stats. I've not gotten into that yet. The Nets took 91 shots. The magic took 87. The Nets shot 50% from the field. The magic were 40%. The Magic were 9 of 29 from 3, not very good. The Nets were 14 of 34, really good, 41%. Uh, the Nets took four more free throws. They did shoot a lower percentage at the line by a bit. The Nets had 57 rebounds. The Magic only had 36. I don't know how the Nets are so good at rebounding this year. Um, they have a lot of like forwards now, like Mikkel and Cam Johnson and Finney Smith and Watford, whoever. But like, I don't know, it just... The Nets from last year to this year made such a big jump in rebounding. I don't know what it is. I mean, yeah, last year we had, you know, guys like Kyrie and Seth Curry and Patty Mills. But still, like, I feel like we didn't bring in some elite rebounder over the offseason. So it must be some type of philosophy change with the uh, coaching staff. I don't know. But 14 offensive rebounds for Brooklyn. They had 43 defensive rebounds. The Magic only had seven offensive rebounds. The Nets had seven more assists, 31. That's a very good number. Anytime over 30, that's good. Uh, Nets had four steals. Nets had seven blocks, 11 total turnovers for each team in this game. 
The Nets had five less points off of turnovers. The Nets had six more fast break points, which is an area that they have not been as good in since Ben Simmons has been out, but they'll have to get used to that because, as I said, he's probably not back anytime soon. The Magic's biggest lead was one point. The Nets' largest lead was 28, so big discrepancy there. But um, the big takeaway is that's a really good win against a pretty good team, of course, and... The other big takeaway is that we may not see Ben Simmons for a while, and that's just a shame once again. So we'll go through the schedule. Before we close out here, I mentioned the upcoming game soon. We have the Hawks on Thursday. Then on Friday, in uh, six days from now, we are home versus the the Washington Wizards, who have been awful this year. Um, By the way, the Pistons are so bad. I don't think they – the Pistons did not win a game in November, so we really really sent Joe Harris out there to just not win, which, hey, maybe Joe Harris is paying for his sins for costing us a championship maybe. So, (laughs) anyway. um, Then the West Coast trip starts next Monday, the 11th of December, Sacramento, Phoenix, Denver, Golden State, Utah. So a tough road trip, obviously, some tough teams out there, but I'm hoping that the Nets can win these next two games and get to 12-9, and and if they do happen to have a rough road trip, which they may, then, um, you know, if you come into it at 12-9, and the worst you can leave that road trip would be 12-14, and which is not like, you know, it's not good, but it's not like completely terrible. So if they win these next two games, get to 12-9, and I'll be in a good spot as a fan. I'll feel pretty good about that. So we'll see what happens. Um, I might talk to you guys after the Washington game on Friday because that they have the weekend off, basically. Saturday, Sunday, they're off, so maybe that's a good time to make a reaction. We'll see what happens. But anyway, hope you guys enjoyed the video. Good win tonight, and I'll talk to you guys next time.